yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's Sci-Fi Monday for Monday Night Raw, and this is the Monday Night Raw After Show here on Wrestling Inc. And I'm Jack Farmer. That's Justin Labar. That's Jimmy Corderas. We've got a all-star sci-fi team tonight. Before we get into it, fellas, how are you this evening? I I am great. Great to join you guys. And I'm looking and I'm thinking. This group here, this faction, I'm going to call it, <laughs> needs a name. And I, and I was thinking uh, during the day, I tweeted it out. I don't know how, how well it works. Triple J? Triple J works for me. I'm not very good with know. names. Jimmy Jack, and, Jimmy Jack and Justin are the new Motown 3. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, or we're replacing Jimmy Jack Funk with Jimmy Jack Justin. <laughs> It's still funky though, us three. I still like it. Uh, before we get into everything, I, I just quick question for you guys. I thought overall this was a pretty solid episode of Raw. Did it surprise you that a, an episode on Sci-Fi they still kind of brought it as a show? Or I I kind of thought they'd phone it in, uh, just kind of overall why we let everyone set in. What did you guys think just overall of the show? I thought uh, I mean I thought it was a, a pretty decent show. I mean I I don't think they could fund it in Jack when you're when you're two weeks away. Well, first off, you're on the road to Mania, big picture, uh, but you're two weeks out from Elimination Chamber, which in uh, Saudi, which you know sometimes these Saudi shows can be just throw off one off um, you know spot shows, as old vocabulary would call it. But this is very much in line. It's linear to WrestleMania. What happens at, at Chamber very much matters in the grand scheme of things to Mania. So. Um, the audience might suffer. We'll see in the numbers just because it is. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have DVR saved uh, to record Raw in USA every week. Just It's just habit of just doing this gig. Yeah. And it did not automatically uh, record it and detect it over on sci-fi. I had to manually do it just to ensure that I had the capability to go back and uh, look. Um, so, I, so, I mean, I, I don't know what that's going to do to the numbers, but I think content-wise and after the fact, Buzz, Twitter, social media, YouTube, I think they 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 brought forth their best effort in a lot of fact, in a lot of respects. Yeah, I was I was fairly entertained for the most part, and I thought, like you said, leading up to Elimination Chamber, they did what they were supposed to do. And uh, contrary to popular opinion, uh, I hate using the word "phoning it in" around yeah. Vince McMahon does not work. Let me put it to you that way. <laughs> but uh, no, you're righteous. And I thought that they did a fair job of, of getting you interested, getting you invested in the matches that we have set up so far. You know, Jimmy, I have a question for you just mm-hmm. before we get into the news. I'm just I'm going into business for myself. I want to ask you a question. I'm ser- curious. Everyone always talks about during, you know, the the Monday Night Wars or whatever, whenever you were backstage, like we're wrestlers watching the other wrestling show. My question for you is, were they watching anything else? What were the favorite shows that were non-wrestling? Were people like tuning in to catch up on other shows while they were backstage? What was a non-wrestling show everyone used to like to watch? You know what? That's funny. I, 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 mostly it was music. Guys would, had their own thing with music, but I don't remember. See, I, I guess the whole, you know, having that uh, laptop and kind of thing and, and watching videos and, and movies or watching TV shows there wasn't a thing when I was there. It was all about music, but... I do remember on Monday, uh, on Tuesday nights and Mon- well, Monday nights when I was on uh, doing both shows before I got uh, dr- drafted solely to SmackDown. Yeah, the the guys used to watch, you know, Monday night uh, Nitro to see what was going on over there. I actually remember one time uh, we were watching it in the trainer's room, and we're sitting there, and you know, the trainer was taping somebody up, and there was a bunch of us standing around, and we're looking up at the because they started an hour before us back then, before before we we're into three hours. Mm-hmm. So as I guess Vince was walking by to head to Gorilla, and you you hear that voice, turn that off. <laughs> and everybody's like ducking behind tables and stuff like that. And as he walked away, he starts laughing. 
because <laughs> he knew he'd get the reaction but uh yeah. well and jimmy for you on those nights kind of spinning off of that like you know like the the the, the, the talent the, or the the wrestlers can you know they might have the pre-tapes or what have you but otherwise if they just have a match or just a segment they have more downtime but you as a ref like i mean you guys you're you're in a, in a revolving door of gorilla basically right i mean so you you don't have much downtime to go socialize with the boys once tv started no, because you've got other duties to, besides refereeing your matches. Somebody will say, okay, uh, go make sure that the other match is ready to go and they're yeah. all set down, you know, and stuff like that. Hey, we need so-and-so to come up to Gorilla. Can you go find them and stuff right. like that? And so you're always on the move. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of on the move, Mike D has a question in the chat for us already. Axe smash or axe smash and crush for the Hall of Fame? Mm. Justin, I'm going to throw that one to you. What do you think? All three? Yeah, I don't see why you would uh, leave out Crush. I mean, all three. If, if you're truly going to be, if you're ever going to put Demolition in, which, you know, we'll, we'll see if, if and when that ever happens, uh, I, I don't see why you would omit uh, Crush for, I mean, not granted, obviously, because you can't, you know, all three were, were very memorable as, as the trio. Uh, this is a time when trios weren't real popular at that time and period, so it kind of stands out if you're if you're a fan of, the, of WWF in that present time, the late 80s. Uh, and, you know, there's no reason to. I mean, all 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 of those guys had different gimmicks, different you know chapters of their WWE careers. Um, so if you you know, so there's no reason to say, oh well, this person became more famous as this gimmick or this version of themselves. No, if you're looking at the unit demolition, which obviously is in the record books, uh, for for their tag team title contributions. So, no, I, would you agree, I, Jimmy? No, I'd have to agree with that. And uh, from two standpoints, a from a professional standpoint, I agree with Justin. They both made their mark as all three made their mark as demolition. So they deserve to go in as a trio. And also on a personal level, I like crush. He's got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it just feels like it'd be kind of mean to leave crush out. Uh, what, was, what was your favorite crush uh, gimmick, Jimmy? My favorite one. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Was it Kona crush? Was it jailbird crush? Was it, Jailbird Crush was the most fun. Yeah, but the the one the, the the most fun crush was the one time I don't know what what happened, but he got left behind in a building, and and I bring up Chimo a lot because he was my travel partner, and so we obviously you know we're there tearing down the ring afterwards. And he goes, "Hey guys, the guys left me. Can you ride with me? Can I ride with you guys?" And we brought him along, and he was cool and everything like that. And unfortunately, back in the day, I used to smoke the cigarette too because I drove and it kept me awake all night. You know what I'm saying? And kind of mm -hmm. I kind of. He says, and also when you're driving, you also have control of the radio. You get to choose the channels. And I love 70s, whatever, you know, I'm a 70s music guy. So, yeah. So when we finally got to the hotel, you know, you know, Crush was like, Jimmy, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. He says, but he says, is that all you do is sing and smoke when you drive <laughs> to the next town? I said, pretty much. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever it's worth, 70s. Probably the best overall decade of music. I'll go on record saying it. I think so. Uh, Jody Shauna Jenkins in the chat says, Jimmy, where's Jason Sensation these days? Oh, my goodness. I haven't seen Jason Sensation in a long time. Uh, you know, fellow Canadian, shout out to Jason, wherever you are. I hope you're good, my friend. Yeah, I last saw him actually in Toronto. I met up with him at a hotel uh, when I was in Toronto. And the last I saw him, that was probably almost a decade ago. Still masterful with his impressions and his, and his, his, his ability to perform. Mm -hmm. well um you know we talk about crush and or uh, demolition is it is it two guys is it three guys well 
Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they're 35. More than 50 million men in the U.S. suffer from male pattern baldness. Uh, Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and there are only two FDA-approved medications that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers them both. It has a convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months so you don't have to leave your home with 24-7 care and support. Keeps has a network of expert medical advisors, prescribers, and care specialists to support you in making your hair goals a reality with a low cost that starts at just $10 per month. And Keeps offers generic versions of the two FDA-approved medications to prevent hair loss. Treatment plans are affordable, typically half the cost of pharmacy prices. Keeps has everything your hair needs delivered straight to your door with discreet packaging and proven results. Remember, prevention is key. Treatment can take four to six months to see results. So act fast when it comes to your hair. Save more. Spend less. If you're ready to take action, prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash inc to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash inc to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash inc. And look at his head of hair. I mean, how can you do how can you question anything Jack is saying when we talk yeah. about hair? You think it's I trust this to Mother Nature? No way. I use keeps. You know what's funny though? I love that you said two out of three, and we're looking on the two out of three here. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> it's uh it's not a made-up stat. You can see it right in front of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> again keeps this i don't try i don't like i said i don't trust mother Na this with mother nature no i i uh i stack the deck and i use keeps to keep it there uh remember you got to start before uh you start seeing things go go awry so make sure to check that out plus you get the first month free why wouldn't you use it um let's talk about some news fellas mm -hmm. let's talk first about i think kind of one of the bigger news stories that has occurred this week or that came out this week is um uh, Jeff Hardy apparently turned down a WWE Hall of Fame offer. Uh, Matt Hardy was saying on his Twitch stream, Jeff asked, uh, so you want to induct me into the Hall of Fame? And he said, well, let me ask you, I know you guys have spoken with AEW. Is this going to be the Hardy boys? Is this myself, my brother, Matt? And they go, oh, no, 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 no. We can't get Matt. He's under contract at AEW you know it would just be you. And Jeff said, well, that's a hard no. He definitely stood up for the team of the Hardy boys. Um, sounds like they offered Jeff Hardy a spot in the Hall of Fame, which is a big thing. He'll probably get there one way or the other. But he said no. He wants to go in as a Hardy boy at least first. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, uh, Jimmy, how do you feel about this this news story? Well, uh, I, I am not surprised because uh... – I hate to put it this way because Jeff is so talented on his own and so is Matt as well, but they both became what they became as a team, as brothers, and they were tight, man. And it was, you know, everything they did, they did together. They got to where they are today because of what they did together. So it only makes sense for them to go into the Hall of Fame together as well, in my opinion, anyways. And I get that, you know, Matt is technically under contract with AEW, but then again, we had Jericho appear on the Stone Cold podcast while he was with with AEW. Uh, I don't know. It just maybe maybe he thinks he's not ready or at the age where you go into the Hall of Fame. I don't know, but uh, obviously, both deserve to be there someday. I hope it happens. Yeah, they they deserve to go in as a tag team, like Jimmy said. But also, it's kind of a smart little business response from Jeff Hardy because. Let's be real. Yes, Matt is under contract with AEW, but 
I'd have a hard time seeing if, if WWE would say, okay, well, we'll look past that. We want the Hardy Boys to go in this year. We want that tag team as a big attraction because the Hall of Fame is an attraction. They they sell tickets to it, sell you know viewership to it. I'd have a hard time seeing Tony Khan say no. I mean, he, again, j- to Jimmy's point, he let Jericho go to the because 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 Tony Khan would understand. I mean, I mean, he would say, okay, put Matt Hardy in. He certainly deserves to be in your Hall of Fame as a Hardy Boy. And then people are going to go, oh, Matt Hardy. Well, what's he up to? Oh, how can? And they're going to Google and they're going to stumble into AEW. So Tony Khan realized that it would be it would be a it'd be you know roundabout promotion for AEW via WWE's biggest weekend of the year. Um, so and you know and then obviously Jeff, of course, to agree to do it would have the leverage of saying, okay, well, we're going to do it, and he would negotiate a new deal. Now that of course keep him apart from Matt. So the idea of the Hardy Boys teaming in AEW would be far more off in the distant future and maybe never at all. Uh, and so that's another part of it is, is he probably wants to see that happen. But it, it's a great response by Jeff. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. call their bluff. You, okay, you want to put me in? Put me in my brother in this year. Yeah. And they say no. And okay, I'm going to go work with him when my 90-day non-competes up. And, and if I may just uh, to expound on that a little bit, Justin, uh, you know, it, perception is reality too. And when you open that door, so to speak, I'm not going to say the, the F yeah. word, <laughs> but when you open that door and you invite someone in, it makes you look good. Yes, yeah. you know, it, it does. I always feel like WWE is so big and so powerful. I don't think it would matter. I don't really think it matters to them it, it, to have it. And I think it makes them look bigger by saying, oh, yeah, they're doing this stuff now, but they're in our Hall of Fame. Um, but big ups to Jeff Hardy. It's very easy to, in theory, say, yeah, I would put my foot down and hold off for my brother. But when you actually get that phone call, it's got to be hard to turn down an honor like that in support of your brother. So, uh, good on him in that case. I'm, I mean, just very, very cool to see that. Uh, so someone who is, I don't know if he's turning it, I don't know why he would turn it down, turn down this Hall of Fame offer, but Brian Danielson is going into the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Ring of Honor is proud to welcome Brian Danielson, the embodiment of fighting spirit and technical wrestling excellence into the inaugural class of the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. Uh, the statement read, The American Dragon played a major role in establishing Ring of Honor as the best wrestling on the planet, beginning with his performance in the main event of Ring of Honor's debut show, The Era of Honor Begins in 2002. Justin, this is uh, not a surprise in the best possible way. No, not a surprise. I mean, when you think, or at least when I think Ring of Honor, I mean, uh, who puts it on the map? You know, Brian Danielson is the first that comes to mind. He, he's right there. Uh, and so it's very fitting that he would go into their Hall of Fame. And just as I said a minute ago about, you know, trying to put myself in Tony Khan's shoes, of course, he's not going to stop one of his active talents for being honored by, a, albeit they're kind of, you know, closed down shop right now, but a, another promotion. Um, so, yeah, this is, you know, certainly well-deserved by Brian Danielson. No, yeah, absolutely. it's got to be a huge honor for him, right? No, it absolutely does because Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, I was going to call him Daniel Bryan. Does he? It's hard, hard to get out of it. Yeah, but Brian Danielson again was one of those people who put ROH on the map, and he was uh, in an era where he evolved uh, his style. He kind of brought that kind of Japanese kind of style to North America, and kind of familiarized the North American audience who didn't tune into all Japan or new Japan back in the day. And it was kind of introducing that style to North America. And he's just so, so, so good. He reminds me of a, in some ways of Bret Hart because of his, his smoothness and his believability in the ring. It just awesome. 
Yeah, this feels like it feels like a no brainer for the mm-hmm. first a Hall of Fame for them. And uh, I think if they didn't have it, it would raise more questions than anything else. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, nothing's guaranteed in this kind of stuff. So I think, like I said, not a shock, but in the best way, deserves it. This is someone who should be going in. Congratulations to him. Obviously, very hard earned to get in there. Um, something that has nothing to do with Hall of Fame whatsoever is apparently WWE had a talk with Ronda Rousey after her return. Uh, on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that people have had to talk with Ronda Rousey following her first promo back on Monday Night Raw last week. She spoke with Becky Lynch on the show, but it led to some complaints by the fans. The Rumble winner had to be pulled aside in order to be spoken with about the situation. Rousey is still said to be bitter with the fans for turning on her during the initial run she mm-hmm. had with the company. However, after the talk backstage, it appears that things worked out as her promo on SmackDown saw an improvement. The former UFC star could be seen high-fiving fans on her way to the ring, engaging with the audience. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know what's going on backstage, and I always take reports with a grain of salt. Uh, I would say it felt like her promo on uh, Friday was much better than hers on Monday. Uh, but what do you put into this this new story? Um, you know, if, if you take it for what it is, it, it's hard for someone who comes from a combat sports um, background. Uh, and I hate to use the term real sport. I'm not, who doesn't come from a sports entertainment uh, world to grasp how how fans of pro wrestling will react. And especially today's fans are a lot different from back in the day where it was so clear cut baby face, you know, you cheered for the baby face, you boot for the heels. Nowadays, too many areas of gray people are, are more in the know. They're kind of, you know, they want to see what they want to see and they want to like who they want to like. And they had her in the ring with someone like a Becky Lynch who they want to cheer so badly, you know, um, you know, as far as the other stuff previously where she, she was upset that, you know, they turned on her in her previous uh, uh, iteration in the WWE. But right now, I thought, like you said, Monday was a little rough. You could tell that she was rattled a little bit, but she felt very comfortable and very at ease on Friday night on SmackDown. And she got her message across well. Yeah, you know, this past Friday was a, a rare SmackDown that I got to watch live. Uh, and I saw Ronda come out live. And I remember, and I thought, Obviously, this is before this this report comes out. I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, this is a night and day from Monday." Because Monday she was a scowl in her face, but not a scowl like she was trying to sell a heel story, like a scowl, like almost uncomfortableness or rushing. She was walking fast, and it wasn't just a "I'm walking" because I mean business. It was just it felt like she was just just not comfortable. Uh, yeah, and then and, and the crowd wasn't all there with it, and her promo was not real good. But this mm-hmm. on Friday, she felt much more in the zone. I, 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 you know, Jack, to your phrase of taking this with a grain of salt, this report. I do in the sense of, while what Jimmy's saying is makes sense, you know, coming from a, a combat sports world and coming into the entertainment world, she's been a longtime fan of the business. She's also, even when she was an MMA fighter, she was still an attraction. She was still, dare I say, a little bit of a character. She she was branded. She was Rowdy Ronda. She she understood, you know, she was an undefeated woman, box office draw. Like, she, she, she still played a part, albeit there wasn't a, a booker saying, you're the heel, you're the face. So I'm a little, I have a hard time believing she, believing that she's so naive that in her first go around, that was what, two or three years ago, WWE, hmm. that she's taking it personal, that the fans hmm. flipped and like what, I mean, you were still in the main event of Mania, you were still work. I mean, I, I just have a hard time believing. Oh, oh, oh. Justin, you, 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 fro- you froze up, Justin. 
Um, well, huh. well, that comes back. Uh, yeah, I, I think to the, to the point is I, that's what, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say she's bitter about something. I don't know that, that that's where I get a little bit. I don't know. And I don't, I don't call into question journalists and things. I, I have no idea how that whole process works, mm -hmm. but um, I don't know. It feels a little bit like until I hear her say that or mm -hmm. something, then I, I don't know. I take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, but yeah, no, I, I, I totally understand where you're, where you're coming from. And I understand where Justin's coming from as well. Talking about that. I mean, she, yes, Ronda Rousey was a wrestling fan. She does get what it is, but at some, at, at the same time, when you're trying to present something and, and the crowd isn't reacting the way you were hoping they will, sometimes you don't realize, uh, you know, it's uh, the, you don't you want to say it's not me it's them <laughs> well sometimes it, it is you i hate to say it <laughs> right and it's it's sometimes um i always say too like sometimes you do you do something and you'll probably you can appreciate this obviously because you've been on camera uh in front of tons of people more than anyone but uh sometimes you do something on camera and you think it's presenting one way and then you go back and you go oh that's not how it looked at all uh, as, as a personal example, I, I work for a company, United Wrestling Network Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and I did a back, one of my first backstage interviews. I didn't really know what I was doing, and I'd ask the question, and then I would look at the camera with the wrestler, and mm. it presented like we were a team instead of me interviewing them because I was supposed to look at them. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I asked the question. Now we're looking to the audience. In my mind, it played out perfect, but then when mm. I watched it later, I was like, oh, that looked weird. Don't do that. And I think that's probably a little bit closer to what happened where maybe she went out thinking it looked one way. And I was like, Oh, it didn't present the way I thought it presented, but I don't know. That's all speculation. Right. It, it's it, And like you said, it's those little things like you were saying in your case, where you looked at the camera as opposed to looking at the person you were interviewing. It's those little things that sometimes magnify. And I, and I, uh, I hate to say it, but I was my own worst critic watching matches back and going, why did I move like that? Why did I do this? Why did I make that facial expression? You know what I mean? Oh, there's nothing worse than going back and watching your own stuff. It's <laughs> exactly. the absolute worst thing you can you can do. <laughs> um, so uh, we have a super chat here, uh, and Justin obviously is getting some. It looks like he's getting some of his uh, uh, internet connection stuff worked mm -hmm. out, but so we won't be able to display it on the screen. But uh, Mia Lee said in a super chat, uh, "Lita, an icon. Chad, amazing. A young Kurt, and who priests piss off? LOL." We're going to get into all those things. And Justin's back just in time to click on the, the super chat. Uh, we were just talking all sorts of smack about you while you were gone. So don't oh, worry about it. That's fine. <laughs> no, yeah. um, no. Got to get your shots in. Yes. <laughs> no, but, but for me there, uh, yes, we're going to get to all that. But uh, uh, who, did, who did Priest piss off? Uh, I, we will get to that when, when the time comes. But uh, I think she misread that one. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, let's get into the show, but before we do, as always, as you're watching, please hit the like button, comment, share, subscribe, tell all your friends about it, leave a review. In fact, go to, go to Apple podcast, leave a five-star review and say that raw is your favorite, uh, after show. Let everyone else know that this, this is the crew right here. Um, five. five. <laughs> Brett Murphy in the chat. This is the best damn podcast ever. Ah, uh, thank Aww. you. Oh, Brett Murphy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Oz in the chat sends through a super sticker. Thank you, Oz. Awesome. And, and thank you to everyone who's uh, in the yes. chat with us going live. Aaron Mick, Brian Reyes, Michael the Virus, uh, mm -hmm. Night One, uh, Amari uh, Amon. I'm sorry I'm saying your name mm -hmm. wrong. Uh, probably, but Alicia and 
uh, the hot tag wrestling podcast and Wayne and um, Sergio. And I'm that's as far back as I'm going to go on this. One. But uh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for, for being here. I try to give a shout out to everyone I see in the chat. Sorry if I missed your name. Let's get on to this show. And uh, I'm going to start off with something that this week in, week out has been shocking me. We start with the academic bowl. And um, this is something that I, if you put this on paper, I would have said this is the worst idea ever, but it absolutely killed for me anyways. I thought it was great. And I thought, and, and Justin, I want to pitch this to you. I thought this is a perfect example of everyone always says creative is giving so-and-so something good, something bad, whatever. This on paper feels like it was a terrible idea, but these four people just knocked it out of the park, I thought. Uh, yeah, I would agree. They, uh, you know, to use the expression that Jim Ross uh, would always uh, say, uh, you got to maximize your minutes. Um, and, and and these four did that. And I think it also helped. The crowd helped. This Denver crowd, uh, Raj was in attendance. I'm sure he was fueling everybody up. Yeah. Uh, this this Denver crowd was pretty hot. Was pretty was pre especially at least for this segment. And but throughout the show, there was some good pops. But for this segment, I mean, this RK Bro was arguably the most over babyface act that's on Monday night. And then, and you can make a case that uh, alpha Academy is uh, rising. The ranks is, is getting the, some of the best heel heat. And so that helps uh, when you try to ask four guys to go out there and do 20 minutes of a game show. Yeah. That the, that the crowd is very much invested in cheering or booing them. Uh, I think if you probably try to do this with anybody else, I don't know if it works as well. And again, good on them on the location. You know, they haven't been in Denver in a while through of course, pandemic and everything. So Denver certainly was thirsty for some, WWE content mm -hmm. and uh, I so I think it all just it worked and also worked they decided to go commercial free this first hour so you could afford to go 20 minutes and do this and not be uh, screwing with the format so to speak I, mm -hmm. I did hear Raj shouting the answers mm -hmm. to the Grams announces question uh, to uh, mm -hmm. to the guys but uh, I and, and Justin to your point and Jimmy I want to take, go to this to you with this they were actually very clever in the way they set this up by ending it with the the Denver Broncos, John Elway answer, and then going into the uh, the Grams to ounces thing or answers to Grams, I can't remember, uh, and then having Orton take it. Like mm -hmm. this was actually set up in a very good way to be successful. To Justin's point, with the crowd being into it. No, absolutely, it was. And and to go back to the point where when you said you saw it on paper, if you saw this on paper, you'd say, I don't know about this. That's the way I felt about the the origins of rk bro at the same time i thought when they're teaming these two together i'm going i don't know if this is gonna work but my goodness have i bought into this team and, and I, I gotta tell you that uh i was also not convinced when otis joined chad mm -hmm. uh, and yeah you know and that's working as well what great heel heat like you said justin they're getting so the bottom line is we're seeing great characters being entertaining and getting us interested in what they're doing. And that's the main goal here. I mean, you can do a twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash and get the crowd to go, hey, oh. <laughs> but when you can get them enthralled and laughing and, and, and interacting, that's what you want. To be fair, people kick out at one on that move. <laughs> yeah, true, true. <laughs> and, and all four of these guys—I mean, Otis in his own style and coming yeah. along—but all four of these guys. That's the thing. When the bell rings, all four of these guys can give you a match. That's yeah. what's great. It's not like this is twenty minutes of disguising guys who aren't good workers. All four of them are really good yeah. in their own way. So that's just an testament to like this is them earning their pay for the night. 
uh, at least at least for 20 minutes, not having a bump. I mean, of course, they all would bump as the night goes on. But if this was always solved, then that would have been just fine. Right. Uh, and so that's just, just so great that they have the ability to do that. I mean, Chad Gable has certainly come into his own. He's he stumbled upon some magic with the, the thank you and the shush mm-hmm. and the, mm-hmm. you know, again, I I continue to say he reminds me of you know young Kurt Angle when Kurt was doing the comedy and was the three eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of Kurt Angle I can see in him. Um, so this is just really this is some of the stuff I look forward to the most each week. Right. Yeah, both both Alpha Academy guys. Honestly, uh, like a year ago, I was like, okay, I th- I didn't really see much in either room, and I was like, okay, I don't really know if I see see it in them. But to you know, the creative team's credit, Vince's credit, whoever we got to give credit for, uh, everyone's gonna hate me for saying to Vince's credit, but to Vince's credit, put like putting them back out there and saying, let's give them a shot to do this and really stand out, and they they've crushed it, and they I they're like they're so they're they're. Like, I don't want to say, like, no, I don't want to say appointment viewing, but like when they're on, you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to stop doing, I'm going to stop folding laundry or whatever I was doing on the side. And I'm going to watch what they're doing. And it's okay to say to Vince's credit. Cause I'll say this, even, even if, even if Vince wasn't a driving creative force behind the segment, or even if he wasn't necess- even if he had to be sold on it, so to speak from the writers uh, throughout the week, it's okay to say to Vince's credit because more often than not, we all critique heavily and bash things that happen on the show and we put the ultimate blame on him because at the end of the day everything that gets on tv is is going through him even if, even if even if it wasn't his i even again if he had to be sold on it and said to a writer mm-hmm. we're gonna learn this might this might flop and you're gonna learn the hard way whatever so if we and i'm just as guilty if we bash vince for man this is some bad creative then he at least gets to be attached to whatever we like but that's that's only to be fair yeah. so yep exactly exacto yeah. mundo as somebody used to say back in the day Yes, and uh, Oz in the chat actually says, Rob was decent this week. Thoughts on Elimination Chamber, guys? Um, mm. I love Elimination Chambers in general. Uh, I, I, we'll get to the nitty-gritty details, but so far, are you guys feeling good about it? No, absolutely. I'm, 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 act- I'm looking forward to it, and especially, uh, you know, there's going to be a women's Elimination Chamber match as well, which is going to be very interesting, and, and the undercard also looks good. Yeah. You know, people are... I'll say it right now. People are saying, what Roman and Goldberg. I'm okay with that because I, I like it. I, I like that bridging into WrestleMania because they have planted that seed so deep now about the potential for a title versus title match between Brock and Roman, a win over a hall of famer, a legend leading into that match is just what the doctor ordered for someone like a Roman Reigns. Yeah, and then both chamber matches, they're tapping into where they have an open field. You know, Raw is a very open field of, of you know, of combatants. So they're, you know, of, of guys, of guys both established <clears throat> like AJ and, and Brock and Bobby. And then, and then the Riddles and the Austin Theory. So you're like, are they, is this their time? So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'll be curious to see how the Saudi crowd reacts. You know, they've seen Royal Rumbles when they've done the greatest Royal Rumble. And they've seen, uh, you know, cells and cages. But this is a... A match that's got the most unique rules in terms of you know a countdown of people coming out of pods, and so I'll be curious to see. And, and it's and it's a physical, pretty violent match. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll be curious to see how the crowd reacts to it. Are they are they it's just kind of sitting in awe? Are they like mm-hmm. are, are, they, are their minds blown seeing the structure live? I'll be really mm-hmm. interested to see how they react to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also got uh, CJ Hennessy saying I actually think Raw was pretty good tonight. Crowd seemed hot for it. Yeah. Yeah. Then. Yeah, there, there were there were there were little lulls there, but that's you know you have ebbs and flows through the night. But the the crowd seemed to be enjoying themselves for sure. Yeah. Um, well, we had a match. The first match of the night was Street Profits came out and mm-hmm. started giving Alpha Academy a hard time. 
Uh, I there's a good hard hitting match left mm -hmm. Gable with some blood on his teeth. Uh, mm -hmm. Alpha Academy get a big win here going into um, their tag team title defense. And, I, you know, Justin, I know that the Street Profits are a hot team, but I don't feel like this hurt them very much. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, I'm right there with you. Alpha Academy needs to win because they're, you know, they're going to be defending their titles against their, their primary foes soon. So they need to win. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, Street Profits are, um, you know, they're another one. They're not, not to the level of RK Bro, but the fans are with them. They're very engaging. Uh, Montez Ford continues just to wow with, you know, with his... Mm -hmm. You know, Superman high flying over the top. I mean, he he's uh you, you hate to do the the, the Michael Janetti thing. You hate to say, well, when this tag team gets broken up, this per but I mean, in my best Angela Dawkins, I hope. But Montez Ford, uh, if if head stays on straight and and politics and health, all things align, stay, stay aligned. I should say, I could see him as world champion material in the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely don't want to see uh, his partner go through the barbershop window. That's for sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, you're right. Uh, they needed a credible win. And this was a credible win. And a lot of people say, well, they didn't really cheat to win like heels are supposed to. You know, you don't cheat every time to win. Sometimes you need a good, solid win leading up to a big match like they're leading up to at Elimination Chamber. So, uh, I, I, I like the match. I thought it was very entertaining. Like you said, the Street Profits got over without going over, as they say. And uh, as you mentioned, like a, a, a nice, good win. It reminds me a lot of a nice, good meal. And with HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonable seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You can skip the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy fun and affordable that's why it's america's number one meal kit hello fresh has fit and wholesome recipes for satisfying and nutritious meals that you can feel good about with six recipes per week to choose from including low calorie and carb conscious items uh hello fresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order online or in the app easily change your delivery day food preferences and plan size or skip a week whenever you need to and hello fresh Cuts back on time spent in the kitchen with meals ready in around 30 minutes or less, plus quick and easy meals, including 20-minute recipes and low prep and easy cleanup options provide an even faster route to putting food on the table. Um, I love this this thing. I've got um, actually got a few of the little things here. I got this is a I did a, a one-pot turkey. I can't pronounce it, but uh, you know what it is. It's a, it's a, I got the, I got the, uh, the, the low calorie options this time around and low calories are risky thing to get, but they were actually pretty good. So I, I definitely recommend them. Yeah. Hello fresh. I've jumped on this bandwagon and I can truthfully say I got some of my cards as well. It, it's super easy. So the way it works guys, like you literally, you, you have your account and then you can pick what type of, what type of meal do you want? Do you want it for two people? Do you want it for four people? Uh, do you want the low calorie? Do you want meats and potatoes? Do you want, um, uh, you know, do you do you want uh, easy easy prep if you're if you're a little intimidated by the by the cooking? Uh, and I've gone, I've tried these different routes. Do you want family size? All pretty much anything you want, you can uh, tell it, and then it then just gives you a menu. And each week by Wednesday, you just select which boxes do you want, which 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 what do you want in your boxes, what what meals, and you select it by Wednesday. It delivers on Monday. I just got a brand new shipment today. It comes. Everything's uh you know kept in the right refrigeration, and they give you these cards like Jack was showing. Like I've I've made. Uh, this is the uh, barbecue ranch chicken flatbread. So it gives you, you know, how how much time it's going to take to prep, how long it's going to take to cook, how many calories. It gives you exactly what the ingredients are. Uh, it gives you the simple play-by-play, step-by-step. I've done great with that. I've had the zingy Gouda burgers. 
awesome. Uh, some shrimp spaghetti with a kick, a little bit of spinach in there, so kind of healthy, but also you know, I love shrimp and the shrimp were fresh. It was, it was wonderful. Uh, chicken sausage rigatoni. I mean, it's and I, and I have more. It's, it's it's wonderful, and I've stockpiled. So even if I don't plan on using some of them for a couple weeks or there's a stretch where the wife's going to be out of the house not cooking for me then uh you know i can just freeze them and un- and defrost them whenever i'm ready and it's mm. and then the ingredient the ingredients are fresh ingredients it really is you know, this is not uh some weird you know just putting the microwave for two minutes it is fresh mm. fresh ingredients and it is simple dummy proof step by step to- i can do it Jack's doing it. Raj yeah. is doing it. And then it turns out good. I actually tweeted a little food porn picture earlier and tagged HelloFresh so you can see mm. how my how my uh, you know my work came out. Yeah, it's so easy. Uh, trust me, I'm the worst cook in the world. In fact, I'm one of those people. Typically, I'm one of those people that's like, if it says cook it for 350 at 350 for 10 minutes, I bet if I cook it for 450, I can get it done in <laughs> seven and then it doesn't work. You know no. what I mean? I'm one of those people. Uh, uh, yeah. But because this is so like just like you said, it just breaks it down so simple on the back mm-hmm. here that like you're just like, oh, I do this now, and then you do that, and then by the time anyway, it's just great. Just go try awesome. it. Go to hellofresh.com/inc16 and use code inc16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's hellofresh.com/inc16 and use code inc16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Uh, America's number one meal kit, Hello Fresh. Yeah, we actually upped cool. the number. I think it was fourteen before. Now it's sixteen. I yeah, I just updated this. I thought we were on fourteen, so sixteen. Yeah. So even better. There you go. We, you know what? We were just like, we got to give you a better deal. How can we make mm-hmm. this better? But just give it a try. Sixteen yeah. meals—that's ridiculous. Yeah. Come on. Nice. Um, well, uh, Arolos Zachary in the chat says, I would have preferred if Roman had a six-man match. Going back to the elimination chamber. Um, I love multi-group, um, multi-group matches, but I, th- I, I think Goldberg's the right call here. Well, right. yeah. I mean, here's yeah. the thing: uh, you need a again, you need attractions, you need marquee movement for the for the, for the show. You never got the Goldberg Roman match because of, of when COVID hit. It, 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 like, mm-hmm. so it's one of your it's one of your rare, fresh first time only matches to do. As long as Goldberg doesn't win, because we don't, you know, this is clearly the Roman Reigns show in WrestleMania. So as long mm-hmm. as Goldberg doesn't win, you got an attraction. Goldberg's out there. This might be his last match. Maybe you're watching history. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, Roman defends it. He's still got more heat. Still looks strong. So I'm okay with it. You know, if, if now if if Saudi if if Goldberg flies back from Saudi Arabia, the champion, we'll have a whole different discussion. But otherwise, yeah. I have no problem with this. It makes sense. Tap no, it. absolutely. And to have. Two elimination chamber matches, one for each brand's uh, a title. It doesn't make it special. You have one for the men, one for the women. You're having two elimination chamber matches, but they both feel special because one is for the women's title and one is for the uh, the men's championship. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, like I said, a good, credible win against a Hall of Famer like Goldberg. And like you said, Justin, we didn't get the match we were supposed to get. So now we're going to get it. Plus, I think it just adds another legend onto the list of people Goldberg is defend or uh, Roman Reigns is defended against with yeah. Cena and Brock and Goldberg and um, and then as he keeps it for another year to then finally take on the Rock. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'd love mm. to see it. That's a long. That's, that's just a long stretch of time. If, and if it does happen, then it's a perfect bridge to it again. Hey Jimmy, can we get a question in? Uh, it, it, was, yeah. it was it's floating around. It's a, it's a free question in the chat. It's from one of our yeah. loyal. Um, 
viewer. So I just Absolutely. it went back to when we we're talking about cages and whatever. Real quick, uh, mm-hmm. did you ever get to work any of the classic uh, blue cage and the black classic blue steel cage? Ever ref any of those? Oh my goodness, yes! With the blue shirt and the black bow tie, of course I did. I even setting them up uh, as well. And those things were heavy okay. because they were they were steel bars, and you saw the squares. I mean. The one good thing about it for the guys working in the cage, it was easier to climb than the than the mesh, steel mesh. But uh, when you got thrown into it, you got thrown into it. Yeah, that was Michael the Virus one to know that. I've always wondered that. Like, like I've always thought the blue steel cage. Obviously, we're you know we all have our memories. I'm fond of it. I mm-hmm. I, I always think Brett Noe and SummerSlam '94. You know, it was Hogan Bundy. But yeah, you're right. The old chain link mesh, which they do still use now for Hell in a Cell and stuff, it's not TV friendly. You ha- you want to have a camera inside of it because it's not always the most TV friendly. And I always wondered why do they go? Why do they do away with it? Now I know the blue steel had no give. It doesn't flex mm-hmm. like the mesh does. But then I also have heard like rumors from people mm-hmm. in your generation, Jimmy, that maybe the blue steel cage was there for Hogan because it was easy for him to climb. There was it was for for. Uh... The bigger guys, because remember, that was the, the generation of Land of the Giants. So yeah. if you had a guy, can you imagine a guy like a Bundy or a Bigelow or somebody like that trying to cl- climb up the, the mesh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be tough. Um, speaking of bigger guys, Bobby Lashley comes out and mm-hmm. with MVP. And uh, they basically sort of talk about how uh, Lesnar doesn't deserve a match. There's, a, there's some good guys in the elimina- elimination chamber, but clearly Bobby wants Brock Lesnar again, even though he thinks that he didn't really do much to earn the shot. Not a whole lot to take away from this, I think. Pretty straightforward. But, Justin, this was kind of the right call, right? Just to remind us that these two hate each other. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm a little... Shades of gray, as Jimmy would say. I'm not sure where, where, where Bobby's supposed to be. Bobby's, you know, he's still got MVP as his mouthpiece, you know, who I associate as a heel. Um, obviously, you know, won the title by a hooker by crook because of outside interference uh, with Reigns and, and Heyman. Uh, but then Bobby's, smile, you know, he he is high fiving fans when he comes out. So I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that's by design. And okay, but I just, I'm not sure. Sometimes I'm like, am I supposed to be happy for this guy who? It, it, you know, it lo- certainly looks the part of a champion, or or am I supposed to be like, no, you stole it. I don't know what I'm supposed to mm-hmm. feel. <laughs> no, it, it, it's funny, and it, and again, you talk about little things. Maybe I noticed something that wasn't there that when MVP was describing the title win by Bobby Lashley and saying that Roman Reigns came out and interfered and that thing, but Bobby didn't see him interfere. It was almost like Bobby turned around and gave him a look, like. Why are you bringing this up? Why are you telling everybody about this out loud kind of thing? Why are you reminding everybody? It was almost that kind of look. But the one thing I did like about this whole thing, Bobby Lashley with the belt, wearing that three-piece suit, looked like a special champion. It just mm-hmm. it just works for him. Yeah. And, of course, MVP styling and profiling, too, as well. Yeah. Um, probably best dressed guys in the game i think those guys but mm-hmm. um the uh yeah he just feels like he, he's like it almost feels like the championship like is part of his outfit like that's how he he just looks good with it like it, it belongs on him um we continue on speaking of guys with championships we continue mm-hmm. along uh this is an interesting one i feel like this next part was a bit divisive aj styles takes on damian priest in a champion contenders match um, very interesting. I thought this was a great match. AJ gets a, a nice clean win though. Uh, Justin, I want to, I want to ask you, cause I know you are the, you're a big Damian Priest fan. If you're a fan of Damian Priest, are you worried about how the past few weeks have been going for him? Hell yeah. I'm worried. 
I, 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 uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fun match, and it's great. You, you look at the past; these two guys have gone. You know, AJ Styles traveled the world. You know, big, big time player for TNA. You know, big time player for New Japan. Um, Damian Priest, you know, made his mark in Ring of Honor. So great to see these two guys on a Monday Night stage, just looking polished. Great entrance gear, great music, great everything. They're just they're there. They have a, they're here. They're on the big stage, right? So great match. But yeah, to the X's and O's of the booking. Damian Priest has lost like the last three or four, um, you know, and he's champion. Uh, really, since he got the new, the new, uh, act. yeah, you know, yeah, right. You know, he, he, from, from Rumble on last year, he was arguably the best book guy. He just did not lose. He made the bad bunny thing work. You know, he did great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, they altered the, they went, they, they moved from the Archer of Infamy and moved to the kind of the, the Jekyll and Hyde. Are you going to get the Damian? You get the Priest side. And, uh, yeah, since that change, which I figured, okay, they're making this change because again, you know, maybe Vince just sees something. Oh, we need to, we need to, we need to click it in that next gear. You know, this is just this final preps before we're gonna send you to that that title picture, the the, the main title picture. Mm-hmm. I thought that's where we're going, so I just kind of accepted the, the the Jekyll and Hyde thing, but you know, didn't have a memorable showing in this year's Rumble when I thought that he could be a Final Four candidate to to make it. He's losing more on TV than he ever has. And granted, he lost AJ Styles. Not like he lost to an incoming Veer, but still, I just don't understand mm. what exactly is happening here. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah and, J- and Jimmy, I want to kind of similar question, but I want to phrase it to you. AJ Styles just won an opportunity to become the U.S. champion right before a world title match. If you're an AJ Styles fan, does that worry you? Yeah, and see, you're you're hitting me right where I live right now, Jack, because yeah. that's the, the, the big thing that's in my mind. A couple of things from this whole scenario. One, as someone who's not a huge fan of non-title matches, this championship contenders match where you have to beat the champion in order to get a shot at the champion really makes zero sense to me. That means you got to beat them twice mm-hmm. in order to become champion. So that kind of sits wrong with me. And again, you have someone who's, in a championship contenders match for the United States championship, but at the elimination chamber premium live event, I got to get used to saying that as well, too. He is vying for the WWE championship. So now where does his priority lie? It's not one of those deals where when you're, when you're a double champion, I could see you holding the WWE and the universal championship, having the WWE and United States title. It's not the same thing. So, you know, it just, makes me think that down the road, obviously, in my opinion, Damian Priest is setting up for a big win against AJ Styles, which is good for him. But again, to his booking, I don't like this whole angry thing that, that that's going on. You know, after losing that match, he should have been more, not angry that he lost. He should have been more like, man, I can't, you know what I mean? More d- down mm-hmm. as opposed to angry, yeah. at least for me. Kyrola Sakri in the chat says, I don't mind him losing the U.S. championship if they move him into WWE contention. I think, Justin, that's kind of a tee up to what you were saying. I think losing is fine if you kind of make it back with a big win later. We see happen to some people, but. uh, Well, yeah, that's like leading up to Rumble. You know, again, he wasn't looking the strongest. And my mind was, okay, if this is to get the title off of the U.S. title off of him in time for Rumble for him to be maybe a legitimate contender or dare I say win, sure, fine. You know, do, do the job in the mid card so you can elevate up. But right now, yeah, that doesn't feel, you know, I mean, he's not in the elimination chamber at in a couple of weeks. So 
he has no chance of going to Mania to be. So it's like if he loses next week the U.S. title to AJ Styles, he's just kind of in a weird space until at least mm-hmm. after Mania. Um, right. And you know, they, yeah, they reset the calendar after Mania, and so things get fresh. Or they try to get fresh at least, but mm-hmm. having him go into that reset, just losing, <laughs> which is what he's doing, you know, yeah. like. It feels a little bit like we're getting AJ and Priest at at Mania mm-hmm. at this point. Um, yeah. Unless Omos comes back, I don't know what's going on with him. Well, and that's the other thing they they hot shot I, I was thinking about this tonight how we haven't seen Omos since the Rumble, and even prior to the Rumble, he kind of got a little. Mm-hmm. And it's like they hot shot the breakup of of, of they, they hot shot the payoff match of AJ versus Omos. Something they could have quite frankly they could have dragged it out to Mania if they really really wanted to, but they hot shot yeah. it to a random episode of Raw. Which then leads you to believe, okay, they have bigger plans for both of them. They just right. want to get this out of the way. Uh, and now Omos isn't even on TV, so I, now I'm wondering, like, did 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 did, did Vince or so did somebody see something and say, okay, mm. he's still just too green. We, we can't mm. we can't keep moving. I don't know. That that could very well be it. Somebody could have saw something and said, hey, let's let's pull back a little bit until he's absolutely ready. I mean, is he going to yeah. show up on? I mean, send him to NXT. <laughs> Let him get a read. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we move on and we get a quick segment backstage where Seth is Seth Rollins is bummed that Kevin Owens isn't in the chamber. So Kevin Owens says he's going to beat Austin theory and take his spot. And Seth says he's excited about it, but Kevin Owens doesn't believe him. Uh, we'll get into the match itself, but I think this was a fun planting seeds about what, what's to happen. Uh, good use of a backstage segment. I thought you guys have any quick thoughts on this? No, I just I just like the chemistry and the relationship between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. It's working, and you can tell that both those guys are having fun doing it as well. It comes across, it translates. You could feel it through my I could feel it through my screen. I don't know if anybody else can, yeah. but I do feel it. And and it's working. It is. I, and I think this is probably gonna be the WrestleMania match for these two guys. So kind of mm-hmm. fun that we're creating all these little dynamics and what have you yeah. between them. It, it's fun watching them because you know you. I love watching two characters you can't trust try to trust each other. <laughs> it's just it's fun because you know they're both terrible people. Uh, but no, that Jack, friends to each other. It's great. No, Jack, you're that Jack. You 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 just summarize it up. It's it's really it's it's the that sentence of what you just said is the recipe for what made the Jericho Owens thing work. Mm-hmm. It, that's exactly what, now this is obviously much this, you know jericho owens was more drawn out more comedy a lot more this is a little bit more condensed but it's the same premise of you're watching two guys who can be the sleaziest people possible but they're trying to you know the the, the, the sleaziest used car salesman but they're trying to like yeah. you know push their push their papers under the desk and shake yes. my hand please yes <laughs> yes, yes. As, it, as long as we don't use the word coexist can they coexist yes like, yeah. yes they, they've been pretty good about not using that word lately. Lately, lately. lately. No, they, 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 the, the latest edict has been we must refer to Otis as a tree trunk. That's yes. been the latest verbal edict. <laughs> there you go. That is very true. So, uh, Ms. TV kicks off and they bring out the Mysterios. And the message here is Ms. didn't cheat. Um, and he should be on the cover because he's a Grand Slam champion. They get a rematch with Dominic and, um, he says uh, this time Maurice is the one that gets in trouble and Ray actually does trip Miz giving Dominic the big win here. Uh, Jimmy, this is a repeat of a match we just saw last week, but this felt like it built on the previous one. So mm-hmm. I give it a pass here. I feel like it, it told the story. No, absolutely. It kind of, Again, you talk about connecting the dots from last week to this week and, and Miz you know, he didn't cheat. Technically he didn't cheat last week. He if didn't. you want to no, he just, he kind of outsmarted. 
but he didn't cheat. But now Ray told, showed him, hey, if you want to be like that, I can, show, I can cheat and get away with it, which is what he did. And it was payback and it made sense. I compare it to a flop in uh, basketball. It's not cheating. It's a little uh, disingenuous, but it's it's mm -hmm. not cheating. <laughs> no, embellishment. It's an embellishment. Right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, This. I mean, this is uh, business was accomplished in this. Uh, Dominic gets a gets a victory in his win column in his very young career, and, and I mean, and can we? At what point will we? I mean, I maybe the three of us are here, so I'm using the universal we. But at what point are we are all going to say the Miz is one of the best mm -hmm. of his generation? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to ever proclaim that he's ever going to be on my Mount Rushmore, but he is. He has come so far from being the wacky guy from the reality show to the guy that we're going to have go out and host the the, the diva search to. You know, the guy who gets on TV in like 09 and 2010 and this isn't going to last. This yeah. this guy's going to get burnt out. This guy's going to the lifestyle is going to eat him up. He's going to be on TMZ or the boys are going to eat him up. He's going to be working indies in a matter like this guy has worked manias. He's done it all. He's arguably the best media trained guy they have aside from John. He's the best media trained guy they have full time because John's off in yeah. Hollywood. I mean. And he and he could and he can play heel. He can play face. He's done it both. He's much better as a heel because that's just who Mike Mizanin is. Right. It's just an extension of him. But right. at what point are we going to stop? Like, I still see ridiculous hate on him of people who think that he doesn't belong or that he's somehow coasted. I, and I, and I, I can't. I'm like, what are they seeing or what are they not seeing that I'm seeing? Like, I can't mm -hmm. figure this out. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Justin. I, and as someone who was there during the tough enough years and seeing it, I thought to myself, boy, this kid's going to be in trouble if he sticks around, you know, stuff like that. And seeing him develop into what he's become, a true natural heel who generates true heel heat. And even um, to those who are smart to the business, he gets heat with them as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This guy gets heat with everybody. And, you know... Uh, not to not to make correlations, and when somebody says that MJF and compares him to to a Miz, that's an actual compliment. Yeah, whether people want to believe it or not, that's an actual yeah. compliment. And, 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 yeah. And, yeah, no, you're exactly right. And last compliment that I'll give to Miz is one of the things that makes him so great: his durability. This guy's been working the full time schedule with very limited. I mean, he he might have gone away for a few six weeks here, six weeks there for a filming or a show. Mm -hmm. Or a minor injury. This guy's not had a major injury. This guy works smart, but he has some innovative offense. But it's smart offense. He does a finisher that's 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 looks good, but it's safe. Can do it to everybody. He's he's done things the way he runs into the corner and does that clothesline, but he jumps through the middle row. Like innovative stuff. I mean, it, but he works smart. A lot like Jericho. Durability. A little bit of luck on the side, but works smart and has been able to be around for a long time. And I, I just that does not get, again. To Jimmy's point earlier, you can do the 450 burning splash Phoenix hammer. Uh, but if you're if if you're having to sit on the sideline every nine months to nurse the ailments that you've put your body through because you decided to work a certain way, I mean, again, this is a business. If I'm a promoter, am I going to keep investing? I don't know. Right? No. Just yeah. My, you're, just, just my soapbox. I, you're, yeah. you're right. I think he's going to be one of those guys like a lot of people who. Uh, as soon as he's gone, when he retires, people are going to start going, man, he was so good. He was one of the best, blah, blah, blah. I think he's going to be one of those people that will get a lot of, like, I used to like him. He used to be my favorite after he's gone. Mm -hmm. um, also, just like, the, he's actually really good. Like, if you look at that mixed tag team match from Royal Rumble, 
he was incredible with with all respect to like Maurice, but you'll notice he was like putting in work. So she wasn't having to do a lot of the stuff during that match, but it didn't, it never felt like he was, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. He actually, like, Absolutely. He, he was, he was incredible in that. If you're watching from that perspective, it was, he's, he's so good. Yeah. No, if you can, he, if you, if you can quarterback those matches while taking a whole lot of bumps and selling, he, he, he absolutely gets it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gets what this business is about. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. But, uh, mm-hmm. Carolo Zachary says, I think Edge should interfere and cost AJ the match and set up a dream match at WrestleMania with AJ Styles versus Edge. It would be a great match. Look, man, I'll buy a ticket to AJ Styles versus Edge. That would be incredible. And uh, you know what? I would bring my knees out of retirement for that one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Edge and AJ would be a great mania match. I think it's very possible it could happen. I don't, Carlos. I don't know if that would be the best way to get to it. Why would Edge yeah. uh, cost AJ? But I think if we can find a way to get there, yeah, right, sure. yeah. Um, well, we got we had a uh, Bianca versus Nikki Ash match, mm-hmm. and uh, this was a good one. It was quick. Bianca gets a a win over someone who's going to be in the uh, elimination chamber. Jimmy, if you are a um, if you're predicting. Uh, of these two, do you think do you could you see either of them winning the whole thing? Both of them, one of them is is this? You know, sometimes winning right before is a bad thing if you know what right. I mean. So, uh, what what are your thoughts walking out of this one? Okay, so um, I, again, uh, I don't I don't see I don't see Nikki coming out of the elimination chamber match with a victory. Bianca is a possibility, but I think her her time will come more at WrestleMania. I think that's 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 where her destiny is right now. She's very talented. She's over. She is she she gets it she she knows what her role is uh i don't think she has pre- presented in the strongest way possible lately but at the same time there's always time before wrestlemania to do that elimination chamber could be that match that puts her over the top yeah i i feel like this i, I still feel like elimination chamber is bianca's to win but mm-hmm. justin how do you feel about uh this this matchup and how did it change your thoughts going into elimination chamber yeah, I mean, I still kind of lean towards Bianca. I, I, I just think she is, um, she's one of the most athletic women I've ever seen. You know, and mm-hmm. she's got a, she's got a charisma factor to her, of course. But, um, you know, and that athleticism shown in the stat they, they, they've been touting that she's lasted the longest of anybody else in the last three rumbles. I mean, she's got, she's got it. I mean, I just, I, I love watching. Her. I'm really, you know, I, I, I revert back to that Mania match against Sasha last year mm-hmm. when she whipped her with the hair and the side, <laughs> like. I, I don't know. Bianca has just, she quickly has just catapulted to one of my top, just, she just creates moments. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of her. So, I mean, I so I'm, I guess I'm Bianca fanboy here. I'm, mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like I could see her winning. And, and mm-hmm. then she's probably the biggest, uh, assuming Becky beats Lita, she's probably the biggest match, I think, for Becky. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's where I'm going to go for right now. Right. I'm a big Bianca fan. If you want a fanboy for Bianca, I'm right here with you. I feel like she's probably my favorite right now in, in, in rest. Like as far as just being honest, like when she comes out and like feeling like I'm getting behind her and wanting her to win uh, just as a fan, I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's anyone that I get that more from than her right now. And just, yeah. and I think it goes back to that WrestleMania. I was so she into ticks. that. I loved it. She ticks all the little boxes. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Yep. Yeah. Um, so after that, we have one of the the hardest losses uh, of the night. I thought. I think this one like really, really hurt. Uh, Dana Brooke friend zoned Re- Reggie Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> can Reggie bounce back from this one? Oh, I, I, he'll do one of those crazy flippity do <laughs> things, and uh, people will forget what happened this week. Uh, uh, 
I, I hate to put it this way. I really do. But at this point, I don't think Reggie's at that point where what happened tonight is going to hurt him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Jack Farmer. Yeah. Jack, Jack Farmer with that hair. You've never been put in the friend zone. I don't know what it's like. I've heard stories. <laughs> you cook Hello Fresh and you have that kind of keeps hair. You are not in the friend zone, my friend. No. And and Manscaped's not a sponsor, but you know that doesn't hurt. No. <laughs> I just thought this was such a funny. Like, why did they do that to Reggie? What was the point of this segment? But to just burn he was, for he, Reggie. He was just fodder for that segment. They had to, he, he was the sacrificial lamb. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Well, uh, we move on. Kevin Owens has a match with Austin Theory, and this is a rematch that, look, this match was great, but this one, as opposed to Miz, I was like, this is literally what we just saw a week ago, mm -hmm. uh, a qualified match for the Elimination Chamber, or not a qualified match. I don't really understand what the situation was with this, but great matchup, but Kevin Owens gets a clean win, Justin. Yeah, so the situation was last week was a qualifying, and, and Theory won it, so he's in. So tonight, Kevin Owens just thought that well, if I beat Theory, surely management will reverse the decision and put me in the chamber. Uh, he wins. He then, you know, uh, he approaches management, uh, that being uh, Adam Pierce and Sony Deville, and you know, they're not going to change it. So, yeah, this is kind of weird. I, I didn't expect – I really don't expect to see Theory losing much, uh, obviously, with him being like the the Vince project, uh, both on screen and maybe behind the screen. Uh, I, Theory is the one that I'm really fascinated by. And, again, I think, you know, we touched on it last week. I know Jimmy and I did, uh, you know, what's the mania match for theory if he's not in a world title picture, which I agree it's probably too early for him to be in the world title picture, but he should have a, a premier mania match by all that mm -hmm. they're doing with him. And certainly against a Shane McMahon or somebody like that seemed possible. And that seems like that's not happening now. So I'm really curious to that, but that possibility is not there now. So I'm really curious, like what does Austin theory do for WrestleMania? You got two nights of WrestleMania. There's no, there's no excuse for him not to be on a premier match. If you're, if you're, if you got the boss on TV, giving him pep talks. Yeah, uh, I, I won't go as far to say that the Shane McMahon-Austin Theory match is not possible for Mania. I always keep that the, the door even open a little bit, just to crack, uh, or leave the light on, leave the porch light on. on. Yeah, something like that, because, uh, again, we still don't know entirely what the situa situation is with uh, with Shano, but uh, this match tonight was really good. I like the story being told where Kevin Owens says, listen, I'm going to get, I'm going to beat him and get into that match, but it wasn't a qualifying match. That was last week. And, yeah. and him going to the office afterwards with, uh, with Adam Pierce and stuff and, and them saying no. Yeah, that that's, and that's fair, Jimmy. You're right. Because whatever has happened between Vince and Shane that sent Shane home, they could try to figure, they could say, look, we got to We got to salvage this for the sake of the, of, of the company and the, of the product. And they could have theory lose tonight. Like it did. They could have theory not be successful at mission chamber. And then Vince say, you know, you're not taking this seriously. And, and then in theory say, no, give me another piece of competition. Give me something. And then, you know, that, from Shane. Or, or go out there and uh, he goes out there and makes an open challenge. Yeah. Right. And then, right. Yeah, and then you hear, here comes the money. Right. And then the place will go banana. And, and Shane comes, right. And Shane comes out and he's ready to fight in this, all in this also theory in this open challenge role. And Vince comes out and says, no, 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 damn it. That's not happening right now, and that can prolong us to mania. And that's, there, there you go. go. I feel like it's almost Pavlovian, Pavlovian with uh, that that song, Here Comes the Money, and like popping. No, I don't. it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I, I don't care what the situation is. Even mm -hmm. when he's not doing something, like even when I'm not really into whatever Shane's doing at the time, I'm still like, here comes the money. I get excited. I can't mm -hmm. help it. It's just, like I said, it's, it's my brain. 
Um, but do you guys think, and just to touch on that, him pleading his case to the GMs, who, by the way, seemed like a friend, like a, a, a more good guy side to KO while he was doing this. Um, mm-hmm. Do you guys think he gets in? Uh, quick prediction. I don't, I, I don't know. I'd rather he doesn't, but if he does, it's that's probably going to set up him and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania if he does manage to get into that match. And I think that's where the seed will be planted for that. But I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen. I, I think, I think they're the six, the six participants they have right now is where they're going. I agree. I, I nothing against KO, but I, I don't think, I don't think he helps the match if he somehow substitutes somebody. I don't know. Because right now the the field as it is again is a really good field because you have yeah. your your Bobby and your Brocks, you know what you're looking at. But then but then you have the theories and and, and the AJs and and like it's, you have people you got to keep an eye on. So I don't know. He's just R- another big, as well. Yeah, he's just another big name that doesn't need to be in the match to lose. Right. The field is actually perfect for elimination chamber right now in the sense yeah. you got the two big current guys Brock and Bobby in there. You've got the two guys who have been to the mountaintop before, but it's been a long time in Rollins and AJ. And then you've got the two guys who haven't been there yet, but seem to be knocking on the door in Riddle and Theory. So it is actually kind of a perfect, perfect spread there for whatever you like. If you like the big guys winning, if you want to see the old legends, if you want to see someone new, there's a potential you're going to be happy either way. And think about uh, this. We've never seen Brock inside of Elimination Chamber. <laughs> I can't oh, wait right. to see those. Imagine the potential. Bobby just kill imagine, imagine the potential of what. Oh I mean, I, I mean, I think they've, I think they've since padded a little bit, but that that metal grate walkway that's outside of the ape. I mean, if he suplex city something on that, or suplex him through the bulletproof chamber, yeah, plexiglass. I mean, I'm just picturing the havoc that Brock mm-hmm. could cause on that match, or standing on top of one of the pods and. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I can't wait. I hope they just tear that whole thing to shreds. I'm so excited. I think that's going to be such a fun match. Um, We get Lita in the ring giving a a promo and uh, Becky Lynch comes out. And uh, the the kind of the premise was that Becky Lynch said without Lita, there would be no Becky. But now that there's a Becky, there can be no Lita. But Lita says that she's got the fans behind her. And that means she's not stepping back. Uh, Jimmy, I, I loved how this played out. This was actually one of my favorite uh becky promos i think lita d- didn't miss a step no i loved it too and i love the fact that it started off like it was we were going to get babyface becky putting lita over and how she was so inspired by her and an inspiration and then all of a sudden she turns she she flipped flicked the switch and there we go and we got heel becky and i think it caught a lot of people there in denver at least the live crowd off guard because they seem to react to it in a negative way which is what you want to get from becky yes there is a faction of the audience out there that doesn't want to boo Becky. They, for some reason, they just can't accept her as a heel. But I think tonight uh, was a good for, step going towards her being somewhat accepted as a heel, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah the, uh, that that quote that you delivered, Jack. That that was the summary of the promo. Uh, great quote. Whoever came up with that or wrote that or however it came to be is a really really good quote mm-hmm. that kind of sets this match up. Um, you know, again, serious question I have here, and I, I like I think I alluded to this briefly, kind of in a joking format last week, but I actually want to ask seriously. I'm really curious what Lita's um visual presentation will allow to be at Elimination Chamber in Saudi Arabia. And I, I mean, I don't want to because I, I want to be respectful, obviously. Like, you know, there's you know, different cultural um, you know, standards mm-hmm. to abide by, which we've seen, and we've seen the women, they're making progress, they've had matches over there, but of course, they're usually. 
you know, still covered up, not much skin showing. Like I'm just, you know, Lita with who's famous for her for her look, for her just her, her that's just part of her gimmick, right. who she is, you know, the, the thong out, the tattoos. I'm just kind of curious of how Lita's gonna be allowed to be presented uh, at, at Elimination Chamber given the location of where they'll be in the world. Yeah, my guess would my guess is gonna be long sleeves and, and she wears the pants already anyway. So yeah, yeah. You know, you bring up a good point, though. If I was one of the ladies in the Elimination Chamber, and if I have to wear one of those things, I'd also slip on one of those uh, D-Lo chest protectors underneath oh, the shirt yeah. just, to, uh, just to protect myself. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but uh Zachary in the chat says, I wish they can move Riddle to WWE Championship contention and have him and Randy on good terms like they did with the New Day. Imagine Riddle wins Elimination Chamber. He could. Mm -hmm. We don't know what happens. I mean, that's that's the wonderful thing about the Raw title. I mean, like we all kind of just figure Brock is Brock is in this match, which is a Raw match, but he is, of course, destined to fight Roman mm -hmm. uh, over on SmackDown. Now, whether now the, the 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 caveat being is Brock fighting Roman is it a title versus title? I hope not, because while I love the concept of one world title, I'm old school in that way. They've gone back to that a few times in the last twenty years, and they always end up then going back and undoing it and saying oh we now we need a universal champion we need to because they need each brand to have the role you know their own different networks fox wants to have their own world champion usa wants their own world champion so if brock is not champion but he still somehow gets to go fight roman and bobby lashley or whomever comes out of the chamber otherwise mm -hmm. it's exciting to think this is that's a, that's kind of a fresh wild card world title picture of where you can have a riddle or somebody you know again new in the title picture also in theory again you know again if we're, if we're mm -hmm. trying to fantasy book that's what's exciting about the raw side of things that it, it, it does seem like anything is possible it's that's true and but here's the thing that bothers me about it if, if it's not going to become a title versus title match or, or unification title unification match why plant that seed and put it in and i'm like you justin i'm old of school in that thinking having one world champion and then with when you have that one world champion that 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 is uh, available for both brands that then you try to elevate the intercontinental champion is your smackdown championship in the u.s title is your raw championship in theory but in the past like you said that hasn't worked out they've had 20 years to do this and they and they just don't uh, you know i like i don't they just don't um and again i don't know it might be deeper it might be to the live events where they want to have a world champion to be able to be on both live event tours mm -hmm. it just you guys are both absolutely right they've never been able to make it work with one championship before but i still want it to be champion versus champion i want the match now like mm -hmm. you said it's in my brain i want it give me what i want that's what batista would say and that's what i'm saying that's for tomorrow people to worry about but today jack <laughs> i want title for title i want it all on the line give me what i want <laughs> uh Speaking of putting it all on the line, Liv Morgan had a match with Dewdrop today. Mm -hmm. um, I thought another, another good one, kind of kind of quick one, but um, Dewdrop gets a win. And uh, Jimmy, I want to ask you: Liv has been on a bit of a losing streak. Can she recover mm -hmm. in time? Could she? Do you see her coming mm -hmm. out possibly as champ as the winner at Elimination Chamber? Um, I think that with Liv, it's going to take a lot more work than just having her. You know coming out the winner at Elimination Chamber, it's going to take some time to develop that. Like you said, she's been losing quite a bit lately, and one win is not going to erase all that. It's going to take some time to build her back up, and uh, that's the problem they have with a lot of talents right now. Like, we're, um, again, just 
off the top of my head, someone like a Big E who hasn't been uh, since losing the, ta- the championship hasn't been on that good of a role. And that's for him to gain momentum back. He has to go on a bit of a streak. And I think the same thing has to happen for Liv Morgan. She needs to go on a bit of a streak before she achieves uh, status to challenge for a championship, at least. Big E was struggling since he won the title, to be fair. <laughs> he, ah, good point. <laughs> um, but yeah, Justin, I mean, I feel like Dewdrop is it someone who we we all can have like I guess the Vegas odd favorites, but I could see Dewdrop winning. I could see her challenging Becky Lynch right now and feel like that's a mania match potentially. Uh but Liv, she I was just it's it's a little rough. Well, I don't see Dewdrop because she just had a rumble. She just had a title shot at Rumble, so that you know. Um, and you live to Jimmy's point. I just feel like it's going to take more. I feel like th- th- there is a there is some organic uh, crowd swell that's behind Live, which is good. You know that you can't buy that. You can't. You know that just comes about with people that have a special connection. So that's good. But you know they had. You know I think it was right around the new year. They you know, Live got a title shot. She had a she had a chance and i remember people thinking maybe they should pull the trigger on this it felt like a kind of a again a natural movement and they didn't and that just kind of tells me they just still don't feel uh, that, that she's ready for that spot so um right right yeah so um speaking of someone who i think is definitely ready for this for a spot and it's a spot for alexa bliss chatting with her uh her therapist mm-hmm. here and she talks about how she's learning to control her anger when someone took her parking spot, it was okay, but she stood in line for 30 minutes at the grocery store and got cut off by someone who looked like Lily, apparently, so she beat her up. Uh, Jimmy, I, I'll be honest. If I wait in line for 30 minutes, I'm probably going to snap, too. Yeah, I just I, I don't know if I'd actually beat someone up because uh, I'd, prob- <laughs> I'd probably get my butt handed to me. as right. I do. But at the same time, you know, 30 minutes at the grocery store, that is definitely unacceptable. And, and to me, you don't need therapy for that. You need to go to talk to somebody at the grocery store who's in charge. Especially when I can get my groceries delivered to my doorstep or I can go get them delivered curbside in my hatch. And, I, and I'm bougie like that. What yeah. is she doing? Exactly. I don't understand why she's waiting so long yeah. at the grocery store when she could be getting hello fresh using promo code INC16 and not having to beat the grocery store folks with America's number one meal kit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really good, good. Great plug there. I'm really <laughs> curious uh, what the end game is here. Yeah. And, I, and, and Jimmy, like they've done these, they've been doing these vignettes now for over a month. Mm-hmm. It's the same set. Uh, it's the same actor playing the therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, she bliss is, I think in different wardrobe and some of them, like from your, and I know it's been a while since you've been there, but you are still very connected to people there. You know, that. like, do you think, did they shoot all these vignettes over the course already? Or like, are they still actively shooting these every week or two? Like, like what I'm asking you is, is this all part of the grand plan? Did they, did they film this stuff in December saying we need 12 weeks worth of these segments to, to yeah. carry us past mania? Or are they going week to week to week and just kind of gauging? response i think um, to your point i honestly think that it's one of those situations where they filmed a long maybe whatever it is eight weeks 10 weeks 12 weeks worth of segments until somebody in creative or someone in charge says okay we're changing directions we're going like this we're going to have to reshoot a whole bunch of these things Mm -hmm. before before they air or something like that but uh, i'm i'm of the belief that the majority, if not all, of these segments have been shot already. Okay. Yeah. Is the guy a wrestler? Is the therapist a wrestler? Do we know? I don't recognize him. I don't. Recognize and usually, in these kind of things, they call upon an actual actor. They put yeah. a, a call out for 
Mm-hmm. You know, if, if there's no physicality needed, they want somebody who can do dialogue and who can do lines. Um, so, okay. yeah, I, I think it's probably a, an actor. Plus, I guess it'd be too much of a giveaway if it was someone who was like someone from Ring of Honor doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, well, we know what this yeah. is all about. Um, For all we know, he actually could be one of the people in creative as well. Yeah. I've, that's uh, been done before. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, I'd be interested to know anyone in the chat if if you guys are a fan of what's going on with with Alexa Bliss. Um, I just don't get it. <laughs> I feel I, I don't understand the point. I know Raj loves to talk about it. Raj loves to say it's his favorite thing. Um, but since he's not here to talk about it, I don't know, let me know if you guys like or like it in the chat if you guys are into it or not. Um, why that happens? We get to the main event: Seth Rollins versus Matt Riddle. And uh, great matchup, no surprise there. But of course, KO comes out of nowhere, attacks Riddle. Orton makes the save. We come back from commercial break, and now it's RK Bro versus Seth K. Owens, uh, with mm. our KO and Rollins getting the win. Um, Jimmy, uh, my first question to you is Does it feel like th- now three of these guys are former champs? Mm-hmm. Did it feel like Riddle fit in as a world champion in a main event with world champions? Uh, that's an interesting question. I, I, I didn't think of it that way because you're right out of the four participants in that tag team match, three of them are former world champions and, and Riddle didn't look out of place there, but at the same time, now that you put it that way, I'm kind of like, Oh, but would he, would it fit uh, him with a world champion? I, I do see him down the line at some point mm-hmm. holding on to the gold, but at the, at the same time, I don't see it in the, for lack of a better term, immediate future. But uh, he definitely belongs in the ring with those guys because he is entertaining and they do seem to mesh well with him. So, But as far as him being on the same level as the other guys, hard to say just yet that he is. Yeah. Uh, Justin, of course, the, uh, the, the bad guys here team up against the good guys here. I feel I said on Twitter, and I'll just mention it here as well, I know that there's probably plans through WrestleMania or at least some outline, uh, but I feel like the crowd just loves Randy Orton every time he does anything. They have to they have to put a title on him at some point, right? Uh, Randy is um, smooth. He was smooth. He, he he Randy's again. I don't you know I, I say this about Brock and I'll say this about Randy. Generational. Uh, they just don't come along. <laughs> Randy, Randy somehow is getting. Randy has gotten uh, in almost every facet uh, of of his both personal and professional. He's gotten better as time has gone on. Mm. Um, he, he'll be the first to tell you when he came in. He obviously there was a lot of fanfare for him, and he's Cowboy Bob's son. He looks good. He's athletic. He's whatever. And then Randy, you know, Randy, Randy was <laughs> he was a bit of an asshole to deal with, uh, as many people will tell you. He was he, immaturity or he, he, just. <laughs> You know, whatever, a lot thrown at him, all right? But he's grown up so much. He's a locker room leader now. He he's again, he's he's tremendous on the on the for them PR wise when they ask him to do stuff with the kids and and he doesn't do a lot of media, but when he does, he does great on the media. He's yeah. And then physic physically, he just you know, Randy's a guy who he he accomplished so much so young. I think that was the kind of the downfall for a bit of his career was by the time the guy was in his mid twenties, he had won the world title. He beat this guy. He beat Taker. He won the Rumble. Won the. It was like there was nothing else to do. So it was kind of like, well, what do we do now that we have, we have this guy for another fifteen years? What do we do? And he's managed to reinvent himself and find uh, new 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 places in his game and, and guy and putting him in the the awkward marriage with with Riddle. 
Um, I think it's definitely lasted longer than they probably originally intended for. Uh, I could probably even see and imagine there's probably some internal strife right now of we got to break them up and get to this awesome payoff money match that we can have. And then there's other people saying, no, these guys are gold together. We can get three more months out of them. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that that's a struggle. And I'm sure Orton has his voice in that conversation. I don't know which side he's on, but I'm sure he's, uh, you know, not sitting silent uh, on the mm-hmm. matter. Uh, Randy Orton's wonderful. Uh, and then to, just mm-hmm. real quick to the Riddle point, I thought Riddle looked in place. And I like the, the the main event starting as Riddle and R- Rollins. That's a fresh matchup. We don't often get that. And, and the time where we get rematches uh, week on week on week on week, Riddle and Rollins is a fresh pairing. So that was kind of fun to get to see these guys work one-on-one for a little bit of time. Agreed. And since we didn't get a real clear winner between them, if they did it again down the road, not, not next week, you know, I don't mm-hmm. want to rematch yeah. next week, but like if you do it again down the road at, let's say, wrestlemania backlash uh, or whatever they're going to call it this year i'd be down for that i think that'd be cool um carolo Sacri in the chat says i really hate this gimmick on alexa bliss she's no bray and it is stupid the way they are presenting it i don't get this lily gimmick well what is I, i'll say this what's surprising is i thought that once she disappeared from tv and then obviously once the man wyndham rotunda got released mm-hmm. you're in the clear you have now that you just you repackage go back to something go back to you know, go do something different. But, but the fact that she's come back in this therapy, and like it's kind of like they're doubling down on what they could have moved away from. I am surprised. Again, we don't know what the end game of these <clears throat> therapy sessions are and what she comes out of it. But I am surprised that they took the time again to to Jimmy's point, and I agree with them. I think they probably did shoot a lot of this already. So I'm surprised they're doubling down on this dual personality whatever that that, that that feels like a spinoff of of the bray wyatt defeat stuff unless it turns into something where it, it it does uh she does transform into someone completely different but that that current alexa bliss is still somewhere in the back of her head and could emerge at any time down the or road. need be so to speak let's say uh you know again fantasy thinking uh let's say bray does come back and I was getting ready to, <laughs> you beat me yeah. to it, Jimmy. I, I like, we've seen Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. They make a decision for budget reasons or whatever the hell else. And then mm-hmm. a couple weeks go by. Well, look, we were just talking about the Jeff Hardy earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, then they, they, oh, well, let's back. We don't, we didn't really want to do that unless they work on a deal where they get him back. Yep. And this all comes back around to reintroducing a Bray Wyatt character, you know. Mm-hmm. If his music hits at like WrestleMania, that place is going to go ballistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. If, if his music hits, that people would go nuts for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, we'll see. I don't really know. I think maybe to your point, maybe they they pre-did these, are releasing them, and are kind of seeing what the re- reaction is before bringing her back right. for real. I feel like they just don't want to give up on that Lily doll money because you know those mm-hmm. things sell. Right. Uh, which I don't blame them. Look, if you can, if you can move some merch, move some merch. Uh, mm-hmm. But that does it for the show. Again, I thought it was a pretty solid episode for a sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I thought they would phone it in. I know you guys said no phoning in, but mm-hmm. I, I figured they would go. You know what? It's sci-fi. We're not using Brock. We're not using this guy. We're not using these expensive people. I thought it was going to be kind of one of those things. But mm-hmm. it was, well, it was, look, they're. I think they're back. I think they're on sci-fi again next week. Olympic coverage is still happening, and Brock's on yeah. next week. So. Brock coming to side that another, another first. I don't think Brock's ever been on sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Leaving Saskatchewan to go to sci-fi. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be a fun one to cover. That does it for us. Uh, before we go, did you guys have any final thoughts on this episode? 
No, just the, like like you said, I thought they they're they're leading up to Elimination Chamber. They did some good work in getting me invested in the matches that are coming up and and kind of getting me wanting to see them and giving me reasons to want to see them. Yeah, and I echo that. I echo that to Jimmy. I, I feel like again, I'm just happy that I knew that we knew that the Saudi show was probably going to happen in the middle of the Road to Mania. We've seen it before when it's on Road to Mania. Where it's just a complete detour that it's just detached. It makes no sense. It's, it doesn't flow with the storylines. Mm. I'm just very happy that they have decided to just put Chamber and put all this Rodomania stuff on this show. So it's mm. it's not a waste of time. Yeah. Um, I just keep using the word linear. It's, it makes everything linear. So. Yeah, and people people still have to remember, and I hate to put it this way because I know I'm going to get a lot of heat, the Canadian heat magnet here. But imagine <laughs> that the Saudi show is a bot show. Yeah. Right. So here's a guy with a heck of a lot of money, more money than you can imagine, who is buying a wrestling show yep. and presenting it to his audience. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? So yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> i let people connect their own dots. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, yeah, I think that it was a great build. I don't know if we'll look back on this one of the most memorable episodes ever, but yeah, it makes it made Elimination Chamber more interesting, uh, which is always the goal. But that does it for us. Of course, you can always check out the NXT After Show tomorrow on Wrestling Inc. We got the uh, Dynamite After Show on Wednesday. We've got a new show on Thursday talking about, I guess, everything. Um, and we've got SmackDown and Rampage on Friday. Uh, and no, Elimination Chambers, not this weekend. Following weekend, yeah. but uh, always get your wrestling news from at Wrestling Inc. You can also follow uh, Justin at Justin Labar. You can follow Jimmy at Jimmy Corderas. You can follow me at Real Jack Farmer. That does it for us. Thank you to Oz, to Michael, to Night One, to Brian, to Azel, to Wayne, to uh, Ricky, to Edward. Thank you everyone for being in the chat with us. That does it for us, and we will see you guys tomorrow for the NXT After Show.